What's up, everybody? Luke Zeiler here. I got my best bud, Al Bickle, here. He's going to... Hey, guys. He's going to tell us about his journey through soccer, the soccer life. How you doing, Al? Doing well. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. So why don't you tell everybody about yourself, how you got started with soccer and everything, and uh, we'll start there. Absolutely. It's a, it's kind of a funny story, actually, how I got started. Um, just like probably... Most people my age back in the day, everyone was playing a lot of baseball. So I got involved in, in t-ball and I got stuck out in the left field all the time. <laughs> and so my parents quickly recognized that was not the sport for me. And um, so lo and behold, then soccer became the main option. And uh, my dad became the main coach of one of the teams. Um, just the local little soccer club probably doesn't even exist anymore. Um, and from there, uh, you know, everything blossomed and I love the game, uh, and stuck with it. Gotcha. So what club did you play for as a kid? So the original club I started with was Lincoln Way Soccer Club. Okay. Um, and that was great. And at a point I transitioned to the Chicago Magic okay. and that was, uh, an incredible, uh, experience that I had, um, just from the people, uh, the coaches, uh, the involvement of the club it was you were living eating and breathing soccer for the most part and okay. it was it was great for me yeah so back in back at that time i i mean chicago magic was probably the well was the top club in chicagoland area if not the midwest we were uh, ranked the number one club in the country my i think 16 and 17 possibly 17 and 18 years that i was there i i don't recall exactly which ones, but yeah. It so was, you were about 17 years old, and you were considered one of the top players in the country, basically. Top club. Top club. I mean, you played for the top club. Yes, yeah. it, was, oh, it was great. Gotcha. All right, so you're playing for the top club in the country. What what year did you start with them? So the transition was initially like a, a little heartbreaking because Excuse it was... Me. No, no problems. Um, you know, my dad was the one that really drove that decision was like, I need to get you into a more, um, involved environment, sure. if you will. Yeah. And so I think I was probably 11 or 12 when that happened. Okay. And it was tough cause you're leaving some of your local friends and you kind of get into the environment all of a sudden these people quickly become your family. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And, uh, so that was one of the toughest parts, but it was around 11 or 12 years old when I transitioned to Magic and, okay. and lived it through under 19. Okay. So did you play on Colin's team? No. So Colin was two years older than me. Okay. We, went on, we went on a trip to Europe with Colin, <clears throat> and I'll never forget this moment in my life. Uh, we were playing. I mean, this team was on. They were better than us. There's uh-huh. no doubt about it. Um and Quavis, Colin's younger brother, uh, he scores a, a goal against this team from Spain at the Holland Cup. And Quavis immediately runs over to his brother on the literally the defensive goal. He sprints down there and just hugs his brother. And I'll never forget that moment in my life. I mean, it brings tears to my eyes almost. Um and so he was just warming up for his next game, and Colin's team ended up winning the Holland Cup. So we we took second place, and they they took first. And uh, so we have a lot of camaraderie that just goes on just through travels yeah. and 
tribulations and you know we we i still play with colin on a, on a week-to-week basis sure. along with Quavis, so. Sure. so i just got done talking to colin actually and like i could tell you're emotional about that moment like when i was talking to colin like his family was all about soccer you know what i mean and uh he very much him and his brother like t- tight oh, when yeah. it comes to soccer and, and and everything like that um so your experience there with the Colin brother or the Cuevas brothers, how was that? Yeah, I mean the Kirk brothers are just amazing. I mean they are just great people. The whole family, the mom, the dad. I mean I know them all very well. And I mean when I see them, there's there's big hugs that go on. Yeah. And you know that's the, been one of the greatest things about being part of that Magic team is, uh, you know we're we're literally family. I mean we're going to each other's weddings. We hang out on the weekend still we're 30 years old yeah. you know and uh it's it's just family you know and you do anything for those guys right um and i think likewise they would do anything they can for me yeah. so um as as maybe stated earlier you know unfortunately we're going to a former coach's mother's wake tonight oh, from geez. chicago magic and you know we're all going together so it's you know it's it's all about the support mechanism that that transpires when you create that type of relationship and it 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 runs deep yeah and i think uh i think that's that's important there for uh for parents and kids that are are in really deep into the sport right now really deep into the clubs right now you kind of don't realize it when you're while you're doing it that like how important it is yeah yeah i mean it's a it's a very team experience i mean i you know, coaching, you know, you saw a lot of those elements, and, and I used to coach a little bit for Inter FC. Okay. And you, you'd see a lot of that, but, um, you know, on a case-by-case basis, I mean, it's when you're spending so much time with these people, you know, you're almost spending more time with them than your family. 100%. You know, like a job, yeah. almost. And, uh, you know, you grow to love them, and you care about them, and they're personal issues and things like that yeah you become really close right it's it's a it's been an unbelievable experience and getting into the working world you realize how few people actually have that yes um and that's one of the biggest things is like people constantly tell me i mean it's you know that's really cool that you guys are still that close that that involved with each other that's that's amazing and they're almost in disbelief and you're like it's just family. Yeah. And so to me, it's just, uh, it's a natural sort of evolution of a relationship that yeah. you have. Yeah. Um, and it, it's been fantastic. I, I don't know what I'd do without those guys, to be quite honest. Absolutely. So you're you're growing up, you're playing with the Chicago Magic, top club. Uh, what was your like favorite experience playing for, for Magic? Oh, that's a, that's a really tough question. Um, I got to be honest, though, it's... It frankly is away from the soccer results that we had. I mean, I think we were, I think my team was the first team to ever, and back when Snickers State Cup was actually the real thing. Sure. I think we were the first team to ever run the table for seven years. Uh, So we won seven years in a row, and that was great. But to be honest, the best experience was just traveling and spending time with these guys. I mean, like, those are where the memories really come from, our, you know, time spent even off the soccer field and yeah. you know you get to know people's personality yeah. what they're going through and it was a very diverse group of individuals yeah. from 
you know, multiple states, actually. I mean, we had a guy on our team from Kentucky that would just come stay with me for, like, the whole summer uh, at times because, you know, he wanted to be at the training sessions and wanted to be there. And so a lot of the most valuable things, frankly, came off the field and the relationships that I, I, I got there. Absolutely. And, and, and the friendship and the support and, you know, people that are always going to be there for you for the rest of your life. Yeah. And like I said, I think people need to really – people that are in it, you know, you don't really re- realize it while you're going through it. So you really got to stop, reflect, you know, really appreciate uh, uh, what you're going through. You know what I mean? Absolutely. It's tough to do that when you're young, too, yeah. because yeah. you don't have the same perspective. And sure. As you grow older, you kind of look back and you start to see and appreciate some of the things that have uh, evolved over your your relationships in your lifetime. Yeah. Um, and so it's... It, it's not an easy thing to appreciate when yeah. you're in the moment, yeah. just like many other things in your life, you yeah. know. Um, but you'll look back and, you know, you want to honor those relationships and those friendships and, you know, maintain those because, you know, it's easy to fall out of touch with people if you're not in contact with them. Absolutely. Absolutely. So you, you're playing that magic. Um, let's say you're getting 16, 17, 18 years old. Um, what, what was your college uh not experience but the process of getting into college what was that experience like for you that was uh that's a interesting question um it was uh it was a little challenging for me uh from the standpoint of i was really probably you know i generally didn't necessarily start for the magic okay um so a lot of times i was kind of first second third guy off the bench uh depending on the situation and the position needed mm-hmm. but it I'll tell you that I I at one point I had evaluated going to another competitive team where a lot of other former players had transitioned to gotcha I went to a tryout and it went really well and you know were interested in having me on the team but making that decision I was like I just you know I can't leave these guys it's it means a lot to me and you know I know what we're doing and you know we were in the national final that year um, and so with that decision, I mean, it might have hampered a little bit some of my prospects, but I'll, I'll tell you, even with that, um, I'll never forget the game where I originally got recruited from NIU, mm-hmm. which is where I went for a year and a half and played D1, uh, had a lot of injuries, unfortunately. Um, and you just never know what game those coaches are going to show up at. And so you have to respect every single game that you were playing. And uh, we were playing Naperville North that game. And I had a I had a good game. You know, I was playing center mid. I, I had a really one of my probably best high school games in my life. Gotcha. And uh, turned out to be an offer from NIU. And uh, I took that. So NIU happened to be at that game. Yes. And this is a yeah. high school game. Yes. Okay. The assistant coach. Uh, assistant coach was at that game. And I got a call. It must have been the next day or the day after, like really quickly, and like, hey, you know, we're we're interested in having you on the squad here. Mm-hmm. Are you willing to commit? Mm-hmm. And uh, I did that, and um, it was that was also a fantastic experience where I I developed many other brothers from other soccer clubs as well. Um, we had a fair number of Magic guys there, even from Collins' team. Uh, actually, uh, we had at least two, maybe three guys from his squad that were on that team. And so it's like, 
you know, you almost just recreated the brotherhood <laughs> a sure, little bit sure. in, a, in a different sense. And um, that was a, that was an experience for sure, um, without a doubt. But I think the biggest thing is contacting coaches on your own. Yeah. You know, you need to reach out to the coaches. You yeah. need to email them. You need to talk to them. Yeah. I, my advice would be get as many options as possible and don't be fixated on Division One soccer. Sure. That's the other thing. Absolutely. Like, you need to find the best environment for yourself. Yeah. And at the end of the day, there's a lot of life that happens even if you go professionally in soccer. Right. So you always want to get that good education, um, in yeah. my opinion. Hopefully yeah. that answers your question. Yeah, no, and in even you're t- we're, we're getting off a little bit off the, off the question here, but... Um, but even if you're playing like Division Two, I played at a Division Two school in Florida, which was considered to be one of the top, yeah. well, the top Division Two conferences in the country. So we we played against Division One teams and we competed well. I mean, it was a very very competitive environment. And a lot of the kids that were in our conference or even on my team went on and played professional soccer. Sure. You know, so I think you made a good point there. Don't be fixated on Division One necessarily. There's other avenues to get there. Tons of other avenues, absolutely. And, you know, my experience, I, I ended up transferring to St. Xavier, as you know, at some point. Right. And I'll be honest, the environment we were able to create there was unbelievable. Right. I mean, we had a number of guys transfer in where we were a, a very competitive team. And, you know, we'd go play Eastern Illinois yes. for preseason in the summer. And it was like, one year, like, oh, man, these guys can actually play with us. Yeah. And so... You know, and Lindsey Wilson is another prime example. I don't know how their their capabilities are today, but back then it was like, you know, you're playing against former professionals that are trying to get a, a U.S. education. Yeah. So, you know, you, you shouldn't be fixated on the Division One aspect, even though it becomes such a, a focus for folks. And, and that's a, so that's a, a, a difference that I think a lot of folks don't realize is that the NCAA has di- very different rules than NAIA. Yep. And you mentioned like former professionals playing in the NAIA. That is possible in NAIA, and that's not possible in the NCAA. Right. Um, so Saint, so Saint, you played for St. Xavier. How, how did you transition from Northern to St. Xavier? Um, it's, a, it's an interesting story as well. Okay. Like much of my life. Um, so freshman preseason at... Uh, NIU, I ended up with a really bad, what ultimately ended up to be rami stress fractures in my pelvis. And that's just a result of, you know, too much impact on your bones, running, training too much. Sure, sure. Don't train too much. <laughs> um, and it was, it was really hard for me because, uh, you know, couldn't play the entire freshman season, got into sophomore year, and it, it took them, it took their orthopedic at uh, NIU probably about four or five months yeah. to recognize that it was a stress fracture. And it was based upon me saying he wanted to give me a cortisone shot. Gotcha. And I was like, you know what? Like that can destroy some connective tissue mm-hmm. in the body. I was like, I'd like an MRI first. Mm-hmm. And they got it. And when I went to him, uh, he was like, well, thank God you got that MRI because this is the problem. Wow. And uh, the point being there is take care of your body yep. and, you know, maintain it and, you know, always be mindful of what even other doctors are telling you. Get a second opinion. Sure. And so with that, got into uh, sort of the sophomore season. I was feeling a little bit better. And, uh, you know, 
preseason came along and, you know, had some similar issues. And, you know, at that point I was also going through just some personal things. And sure. I, uh, I was like, all right, well, I'm, I'm leaving NIU and uh, still very, very good relationships with everyone there. And uh, I actually went to Iowa for a semester. Gotcha. My okay. sophomore year. All and, right. Uh, they don't have a soccer team. <laughs> okay. And so I started playing with their intramural team. They had a couple guys from soccer's that were actually, they were pretty good. And, gotcha. and there was another guy from my magic team that had transferred there with me. Uh, and, you know, we were playing together and, you know, my body was feeling good. And so about two weeks from probably preseason, I emailed Eddie Vucinic and I was just like, hey, is there still a spot out there for me? Because I just, at that you point. You were feeling the itch again. I was feeling the itch. Not only that, it was like I put so much time and effort into this, and I love it. Yeah. Why would I waste that? Yeah. And and so that's how SXU came to be. For that's probably one of the best decisions. I, that, wow. it, it was amazing. Because you okay, so you train, you go to Saint Xavier. You mentioned like you guys created this like special environment, and I've talked to Eddie Vicinic, and by the way, Eddie, in my opinion, is like one of the best college coaches in the area He's for sure. Guy. Yeah. He's a great you guys come in and he tells me like your group is a special group you know just the way it, that team came together and the way you that that whole journey that you guys went through that season was was pretty special take me through that season it was very special um and it was a it was a process i mean it wasn't easy to get there i mean one of the fortunate things once i transferred in um you know i think it made it they you know, a selling point to somebody like Ben Johnson, who yeah. his brother plays for Orlando uh, in the MLS right now still. Right. Okay. And then Clancic as well, Sam Sprower. And so it's like once you get somebody in the fold and you can get people kind of talking to some other individuals, yeah. you, you talk to them. And a lot of it was people that went for D1 aspirations and, you know, you're you're not as tall or necessarily as fast as somebody else that you're competing next to. And at the end of the day, you want to play, you don't want to sit on the bench. Right. right? And so that's how we kind of got everyone into the fold. It was, there were a lot of transfers. And then from that, just having the attitude and approach from, you know, a lot of us that had had success at the youth level with magic or soccer's or, mm -hmm. you know, somebody like that, you know, creating that environment that's very competitive in practice. And the younger guys would then, you know, obviously catch, you either catch on or you, you fall off entirely. And you never want to see anyone fall off. Right. You know, preseason, you're spending your entire day with these guys. That's where you really develop some of the camaraderie. Is, sure. You know, you're suffering together because preseason's never fun. Right, 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 right. Um, in terms of the body feeling you yeah, know yeah, yeah. blisters you got pulled muscles you got other stuff that's going wrong it's intense it's intense sure and so that's uh i mean that's kind of how that came into the fold and you know from there i think things just blossomed i mean you have the right environment you have the right people mm -hmm. um, you have great training sessions mm -hmm. and then that leads to success i yeah. mean that is uh that's really ultimately what it came down to be and you know, Eddie already had some good players that were in the fold yep. that, you know, just needed the right couple guys around them to help right. really succeed. Right. And so that was a, it was a very fortunate circumstance. Right. And, uh, you know, it seems like it was fate. Yeah. Wow. 
That's awesome. And so, how, how did you guys do? You guys, you guys went to the national tournament. Is that is that correct? So my senior year, we went to the first round of the national tournament. We lost to Grandview. The year after okay. is when they made a really, really good run, which had a core, a really good core group of guys. Um, you know, I think the only people they lost were, you know, main guys were probably myself, Ben. Arturo Macias was unfortunately injured his entire senior season, yeah. uh, but he would have definitely been a contributor. But I mean, those were, you know, some main losses for them. And they still, with Al Pilar, yep. you know, Matt, yep. Plansic, I mean, they they really, really exceeded my expectations from that year. And I was so happy to see them do that, too. Yeah, that's fantastic. Very good. So, uh, so St. Xavier, you, you, did you graduate from St. Xavier? I did. Okay. So that... That was uh, was that not was that your pinnacle of, of, of your soccer career or um, you know I wouldn't say it uh, I would call it the pinnacle yeah uh, but you know after that I was I was playing for the Schwaben men's team Absolutely. for a while yep. um, you know now I'm at another men's club and you know I don't exactly have aspirations to do anything larger at this point but you know it was it was I would say that was the pinnacle yeah. of it. Okay. So let me ask you this for parents out there. What, what advice would you give to parents out there that have kids that are 11, 12, 13 years old? Um, they love soccer. They want to go pro. You know, what, what advice do you have for some of these parents? The biggest thing is encouraging your kid to play outside of a structured environment. So go, go to your high school tennis courts and use the space between the you know, the uh, tennis nets as your goal. And, you know, get a group of guys together, and girls, if you will, even. Um, and, you know, just play backyard soccer. I mean, yeah. that's where you're more comfortable trying things yes. that you wouldn't otherwise try. Yes. yes. And that's where you really kind of develop some of your innovation skill sets, if you will. Yep. Um, and the, stru- the structured environment is absolutely necessary right. because you need to learn how to work you know, as an 11 v 11 team, yes. and you know, you have a role to play within that system. Yes. But you got to also get outside of that. You got to play 3v3, you got to play 5v5, and yes. you got to encourage your children to do stuff outside of that structured environment. Yes, absolutely. So, like in Chicago, you have the Nissel or like club, you know, you have the Nissel League, sure. you know, which I think was the dominant league back in when you were it playing, was be. it not? Yeah. Now you got academies and all this different type of stuff, but you got leagues everywhere. Yes. You got the local leagues, you got the Hispanic leagues, you got the Polish leagues. You know, you got all of these, let's say, second tier leagues, yeah. if if you will, uh, for lack of a better words. But um, in my opinion, you, you have to play with some of these leagues on the side to be able to put yourself in situations that you normally wouldn't be in in a top club team environment. Would you agree? Yeah, of course. I mean, I think that in one of the best things that happened for my development, being kind of that number 12, 13, 14 guy on Magic, and I have no uh, no qualms with where I sat on the bench. Generally, people that were on the field were better than me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you got to recognize that. Yeah. But in order to really develop you do have to get outside of that and for me 
one of the biggest growth points was being a starter on the high school team. Yeah. You know, being one of the lead guys on the local high school team. Yes. And, you know, you really get minutes and you start to see what else is out there. Yes. You really got to be able to comp yourself to what else, everything, the universe that's out there. Yes. And you can really, you only develop when you're getting good minutes in a competitive environment. True. And so with that, I think that playing outside of those top, leagues i mean absolutely i think it's a key necessity for folks um to get there and i mean part of that is also as i said before trying new things under a you know a less structured or pressured environment right yeah and i I just had this conversation actually with uh um, a girl by the name of ali vernon who played um played at santa clara she was in the national pool a top player in the country at one point um but we talked about club versus high school Right. And I think a lot of parents have uh, questions, should my kid play club or should they play high school? And one of the pros that we talked about in playing high school soccer was the develop, the leadership development. Absolutely. So for, 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 and I'm, I'm, I'm bringing you into, in the context here, your number 13 spot on magic, you're saying, right? You go to high school, you're probably number one as far as leadership goes am i am i am i correct there i was uh my senior year absolutely i mean i think always just generally i've had sort of a leadership personality but you know getting outside of that magic environment absolutely is correct i mean being able to really portray that and take take the bull by the horns if you will and, and uh you know speak my mind very verbally and get people to come together and yeah. it's a it's a really powerful and, and great experience to to go through and and that I wouldn't change it for the world and um, as a side note my my freshman year I actually was going to try to do the magic uh, sort of high school program that they were trying to employ at the time where you didn't play with your high school and it, it fell apart um, and honestly it was one of the best things that ever happened to me wow um, was getting into that environment having that ability to Getting have that into leadership the role. High school environment. Absolutely. Yeah. Wow. Very good. So um so take take me so you your number one what's your number one advice to parents out there? My number one advice to parents is, you know, is as largely as you want to be involved with a position you want your child to play, um Take steps back and trust the coaching staff and recognize that these people have experience in knowing what your physical capabilities, whether it's height, speed, whatnot. Yes. Um, you know, there are positions where you're just better designed for. Yes. And, you know, trust that from the coach yeah. is my biggest thing. And, you know, I have some coaching experience as well. And, and one of the toughest things was having those conversations with the parents of, you know, I want my child to play forward. Yeah. You know, it's like, you got to take a step back and recognize where you fit best within the system because the coach is dealing with 18 players right. and trying to put out the best 11-man roster as well as develop these co- these players. It's crazy. Everyone I talk to, like, every player that I I talk to, they're, one out of their top three pieces of advice is to is exactly what you're saying. As a parent, take a step back. Let the kid 
experience it for themselves. Absolutely. Even if the kid, even if the coach is putting the kid on the bench, let the kid get through that experience. Yeah. You know, it's important for character development. As That's well. exactly I mean, right. You know, yeah. you gotta go through those trials and tribulations um, in order to develop as a person yes. as well. And yes. I mean, there's a lot of life skills that come out of being a part of an 18 man roster and right. understanding where you fit within that roster as right. well. Right. And I think, honestly, I think that's one of the biggest differences between U.S. soccer and like soccer environment and cultures in England and in Italy and in Germany, you know, in Europe in general, they trust the academies. They trust the system. They trust the coaches. Here, every parent is is the number one coach. 100%. But you got to keep in mind, and it's, it's interesting because I, you know, I have a lot of people that I work with who have children that are playing soccer now. Okay. And, you know, they have, you know, concerns and, and issues. But, you know, I think the difference is culturally, yep. we're just a little behind the ball. So, I mean, I think that, you know, once you Not reproduce... just soccer, just culture well, in general. I, I think soccer is a part of that culture conversation because a lot of these parents didn't necessarily grow up with soccer yes. being a big issue and yes. everyone cares about their kid they want the best they can possibly get for their kid right. and so not having a full appreciation for the system and the way things function and and all of that creates additional challenges from a coaching and managerial perspective yes and so i i hope that at one point you know next generation is a little bit easier than what mine was right and the one after me and, right. and so that's i think it's an evolution process yep uh, more than anything. Yeah, absolutely. Well, good. We're wrapping up on time. Uh, so, Al, I appreciate you you coming out here. Absolutely. Thanks Thank for you. having me. I yeah, really well, appreciate it. Absolutely.